book is good about. Her second book was it was to like bring you closer and be like. And I was talking to my mom about it. And a bottle feed. Are you in your heart? Every time I'm like, oh my gosh. Girl, welcome to Coffee Confessions. Hi guys, happy Monday. Um, we're bringing you a topic today that's near and dear to our heart because we got eight of them. <laughs> uh, we got a, a lot of little kids. And I think that is that is something that as much as we speak on it, it's something that you're always going to be learning from. Because as your kids get older or their different personalities and stuff, I think you have to kind of take the take on each child like a little differently and kind of see like what works and what doesn't work, even if you're like, a mom. I've been a mom for nine years. Like it's crazy to me, you know, I've been a mom for nine years and there's still things that I'm learning, you know, the way I talk to this one, like I can't talk to this one or the way, you know, like I play with this one, I can't talk to this one. So, um, especially in our lifestyle that we live, I think it's very, it's kind of hard, right? Like how is your, how is my child going to take this departure of their father this time? And yeah. you ask that question to yourself for each and every child, right? When my son was, was he three? I think he was three when Mark deployed, right? Cause he came back for his birthday. Yeah. So he was like three years old. It's like the way I help him through this is not going to be the same way I help my seven-year-old. So like, I have to sit here and actually have like big talks, you know, yeah. with this one and you know, this one, I don't really have to worry so much. It's like, here's your stuffed animals. So yeah when they get older, the transitions of like school and PCS. And I think like the factors of life kind of like come into play more. And I'm kind of like stuck navigating like, okay, <laughs> is she going to be sad that she's leaving her friends? Is she happy to move? Is like, how is, what is he going to think this? He's starting school here. So yeah, I think a lot of it is to, <clears throat> you don't know until you're in it. Like my kids have moved around and that's, we, we talked about kind of before in a previous podcast that we can link here um, about talking to your kids and what works for one kid doesn't work for another kid and coping with like their, their mom or their dad leaving um, this week. I think we're going to focus more so on the school aspect, just because our kids have just gone through that transition of being the new kids in school. And it was really rough. I'm not going to lie. It's still really rough for my daughter, my nine-year-old. I don't know when we will be out of the depths of this, but it is so hard because I have, she is my only one that's struggling out of my four kids in school. None of my other kids are struggling. Honestly, the one that I thought that would struggle would was my four-year-old. He's on an IEP. Um, he has developmental delays as far as social and emotional go. And so I just knew, I just was ready and anticipating for him to be my kid. That was, it was just not going to be good. He didn't do great in his first year of preschool. And I was really anxious at that. I was going to repeat that again. And like she said, like the, they'll blow, like, they'll like blow you away because I'm like, why? No, you're supposed to be the one that's struggling. Yeah. She's, she's nine. She's not supposed to be struggling. And every day she cries before she goes to school every day. I think I, I can count. We've been here a month, maybe almost two months and maybe five times out of two months, she hasn't cried to go to school. And it is so hard because I don't know. It's one of those things where you have to go to school. That's non-negotiable. You have to go to school and they're moving around and they're seeing so many different things. When we moved here, our neighbors were homeschooled. And so she got the idea in her head, like, Oh, well, I want to be homeschooled too. Not realizing like, there's a reason we don't homeschool. <laughs> we don't do that for a reason. And so then 
it was, well, I look different than people in my, in my class. And so we tackled that, like, mm-hmm. you know, throw the logic at that. And then it was, you know, somebody was picking on her and that was really hard because she's the new girl. Imagine being the new kid in school. And now you're being picked on at the verge of bullying. Um, so we get through that. It, it's just, it seems like it's been one tackle after another. And whenever you get through one, it seems like there's another one. And as a mom, it is so disheartening. Cause I don't ever want, I called Felicia one morning sobbing. I was like, I don't know what to do anymore. Like I, she won't get out of my car in the pickup line. And she was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Actually speaking of this, she was like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to bribe her with Starbucks. And literally my kid over the weekend was like, mom, do I get Starbucks every time I get out of the the car I'm like no my husband even was like no 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 he was like that shit ends now like you're look, not look auntie coming in a clutch I don't know what you're talking about okay no. treat my girl no it's not happening but um I'm really glad that I had my husband here to walk this with me because there he brought up a resource that I didn't even know was a resource I guess maybe I did because maybe it was just named something different at their other school but when one morning she wouldn't get out of my car and I think I had gone through the line two times and she still would not get out of my car. And I'm talking like not, not being a brat, not being like, like standing her ground. It was literally, she was trying to get out of the car, but you could see like her fighting her anxiety in that moment, her trying to get out and her anxiety pulling her back in. And she was literally like, I'm trying mommy. I'm trying. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying. And I still feel guilty because I got so mad at her and I brought her home and I told my husband, you take her, you take her to school. I can't do it. And he walked her in and he was like, I want to talk to the MFLAC right now. And an MFLAC is a military family life counselor. And within like 30 minutes, this woman was calling me. I was walking around target trying to like compose myself. Um, and she was like the sweetest person ever, but without her, I don't know that my daughter And I'm not saying that we're, we're not, we're not in the clear, but without her, I don't think my daughter would have adjusted at all. And so if your child is the new kid in school or, or they're struggling, like, please, please, please look out for that military family life counselor. They're different than the counselors at the school. Like it's not your guidance Mm -hmm. counselor. It is specific. They are like a, a psychotherapist that specialize in military family life. Like you have to look into that because without her, I, I truly believe that my daughter would still be like, it would just be even worse. Yeah. But I think you kind of find yourself stuck in that situation as Lynn. I'm mom and I want to protect her and keep her safe. And I'm also mom. And I know like you have to go, this is not something you can just skip out on. Like you right. have to attend school as much as it like hurts my heart that you're having a hard time. Like we're going to have to find ways to work through this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what Cody and I talked about. We're like, well, how can we like help her in what ways is that like, she needs like cheering from someone else. She needs to hear it from someone else. Is it, she needs dad to take her is like looking at all the aspects because You just don't know how to navigate it, especially when it's new, right? Like this is the first time we were going through like a hard, hard time, right? Or it's a different child. And you're like, okay, the way I approach this one, I can't approach this one. Um, You know, and when your spouse is not around, that's extremely hard. My daughter was having a really, really hard time in school last semester because she just couldn't like, my husband was gone a whole lot. And I think it was just kind of like, 
her way of like acting out a little bit just because yeah. she was like, you know, I don't know, but her, her school was taking a detrimental hit. And I, I like, I was crying to my husband and I was like, I'm at my wits end. Like, I don't know which way to approach her. I don't know how to help her. Like at the end of the day, she has to do these studies. Like when she goes to school, I can sit here and help her with her homework. But when she goes to school, like she has to put forth the effort and I just don't know what it is, you know? And yeah because my husband was away, he would only have to talk to her on the phone. And it's like night and day with my daughter and my, like my daughter and my husband and my daughter and I, um, my daughter and I will have like a conversation. I'd be like, why'd you do this? And she's like, because, and when my husband says, why'd you do this? She like breaks down. out crying. Mm -hmm. She's like a full tears. Like, I don't know, daddy. And I was like, don't play that card. Don't play that daddy card. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, you can have the same <laughs> conversation with him as you have with me. So it's very hard to kind of especially like when you're solo parenting and stuff, like how to kind of help them through the transitions of yeah. these. Um, and I think sitting down with our kids has been one, um, you know, besides the counselor, like personally us sitting down with our kids, like, okay, look, like what's going on? Yeah. Like sitting there having a heart to heart, not just be like, well, I don't care if you're, you're scared or like, we're, yeah. yeah, you're like, you know, like, I have anxiety. So having a hard time to do stuff like my whole body will be riddled with fear, mm -hmm. even if I'm trying to take these steps. And that's at my age, you know, like yeah. imagine an eight or nine year old yeah, trying to do that gonna, or a four year old. I was just going to say that, like, um, I think we are so programmed as spouses that this is just the way it is. And, um, we don't, we don't like, okay. I don't want to say we don't have our community, but we have like we have the luxury of social media. So when I have to leave one place, I still have the luxury of keeping those connections and our kids, your kids might have social media. Ours do not. Um, and so when those connections are cut off at five, six, seven, eight, nine years old, they're cut off. Like yeah. we're outside of like our relationship and a few that they have been friends with since they were little. And it's just a convenience now, like, Oh, we're in the same area. Yeah. We'll go play with so-and-so from pre-K. But like when my kids left Colorado, they left Colorado and they left their friends in Colorado. Mm -hmm. The chances are of them ever talking to those kids again are, are slim to none. And so you literally pull these kids and then you're like, here, now go to school. Literally. I went, I moved over a weekend and a week later, it was like, they're in a mm -hmm. new school. So the whiplash of that and I remember what it was like to be a new kid in school. I hated that feeling. And, and to know as my daughter is getting older, because I don't think it's quite as bad in, when you're in kindergarten, my kindergartner was just like, yeah, like I went to school, they had really good chicken nuggets and he was happy. And, uh, my nine-year-old was just like, no, like nobody talked to me and mm -hmm. she's shy. And so sometimes in the, the thick of it, you're, you're seeing the bigger picture as a mom, like, no, we have to go to school and I have to break you out of this. I was trying mm -hmm. to explain to my daughter so many times that like, I don't want you to get picked on. So please stop crying before you yeah. go into the school, because what you're not understanding is you are, people are assholes and you are giving them the ammunition to be an asshole to you. I'm not saying that it's right, but it will happen. And that's I was just going to say that I was like, the older they get, unfortunately, so the like, it's like uh, tough love you kind of have to give. 
Well, yeah, but like the realities of the real world start to like creep in, right? There's not so much bullying in pre-K and kindergarten, right? My child has a speech delay and, you know, they're sitting there working with him, but everybody in his preschool class are similar, right? Like he's not being picked on. Whereas my daughter, she's in third grade now. And she was like, mom, people were making fun of me for my last name. Like they said, how do you spell it? And I did. And they started laughing and I was like embarrassed. Like, I was like, don't be embarrassed. Like there's absolutely nothing to be embarrassed. And if, you know, like, Hey, so that's not f- nice, you know, like speak right. out and stand up for yourself because yeah. like, and I think that's hard, right? Because you're over here transitioning, especially being the um, new girl, like, yeah, you're transitioning and you're new and like yeah. all of these other people have their clicks already, right? Yes. Like you're here, here your friends here. here. And so when my daughter finally made a friend, my husband, like you saw like that dad mood. Cause we were walking home and, um, the little girl walked with my daughter you know, home. And then Mm -hmm. she went like her own course. And so my husband was like, I'm so happy that she has a friend. And I was like thinking to myself and I was like, I'm happy she has a friend. I just wish she had like a whole group. Yeah. Like, I'm glad you've made a connection with somebody. And I hope you continue to make those with that. That way you don't feel like the outcast because it's the same thing when you move to a new duty station, right? As a mom, I told Cody, I was standing there in the um, preschool, like drop off line. And I was like, everybody knew everybody and I didn't know anybody. Yeah, and some of the so women, awkward. I, yeah, some of the women like super friendly. Um, a few of them listen actually, but, um, super nice. Right. She came up to me, she introduced herself, her son, her, you know, she, they were super, super nice, but I still couldn't help like my anxiety and stuff feeling yeah. like I don't know nobody. I'm the new person too. Right. Like yeah. my kids new. I'm new, you know, are you stand there in the pickup line and everybody's talking and I'm just like, I, I, what's your name again? Like, I, I just, I just moved here, you know, like you're yeah. in my class, right? I can't, or, um, you don't have the luxury that we had, um, during preschool where that's yeah. how we became friends, right? My yeah. daughter's like her own, own, world over there, you know, making friends, yeah. like walking away from me and walking up and like, okay, mom, like, let's walk to this and you know, I'll see there and da da da. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, like, aren't we going to make friends with your parents? Like, right. how am I going to make friends too? So exactly. if I feel that way at my age, just by moving here, it's imagine like how a million times worse. Yeah, for sure. And, and my daughter, and I think a lot of times it triggers me because she is so much like me. She looks just like her father, like, like, like he could have birthed her himself. That's how much she looks like him. But she is just like me. And so I identify with her a lot of what those feelings felt like. Like, I know what it's like to be shy. I'm 34 years old and I'm still shy. Like, I, I don't think it gets any better. Mm -hmm. And so I know how my kid cries on the first day of school this year. I thought third grade will be the year that we don't cry (laughs) on the first day of school. And no, like her first day of school picture is her like with this smug look on her face because she's mad that I'm making her take a picture while she's crying. And so since we've got here, she has been in fight or flight every morning. And that is just, you cannot learn when you're, when your body is in that state. And to even talk about learning, she is so far behind because the school is so far ahead of from where she was when she left one school to, to the other. So we're trying to play catch up. And then she's also trying to fit in and make connections and, find her place. It's just, I feel so bad for her because like you said, like we are used to moving around and yeah, we want to find our connections, but I'm okay. Like I'm okay. If I don't have, I want a group of mom friends here, but I'll be okay. If I don't, you know, if I don't Mm -hmm. have that community, because I have an established friend group that if I call them, if I text them, like y'all would be here, but my child doesn't have that anymore. So on top of like the pressure of 
trying to make friends, trying to make this feel like home, trying to be okay with dad's new work schedule. And then you bring in academics. It's just, it's so much. I feel like what you said in the beginning is perfect because I, you don't understand until you're, you're living it. Like you don't, mm-hmm. you can, you can like, you can like imagine what it's going to be like, okay, well, maybe they're going to miss Colorado. Maybe they're going to miss North Carolina. Um, but like, if you would have told me that my kid was going to have anxiety attacks every morning before school, I'd have been like, no way, there's no possible way, but here we are. And it's like, you don't know how to deal with that until you're in the middle of it. And it just breaks my heart. Like I, y'all, I can't even tell you how many times I called Felicia crying. Just like, I don't know what to do. Like I I've done everything that I can do. Well, you know how we feel at like a loss, right? You have to put yourself in their shoes too. Like you said, the schools that our children attend are, are very advanced. Okay. So I thought my kid was attending a very advanced school and she was like, she was doing really hard work, but she went from learning her multiplication, like one times one to over here, like doing division and like fraction multiplications and everything. And I'm just like, you, not only is she transitioning, she's trying to figure out this and I don't know when to stop feeling like a failure. So I know she is in the same boat, right? It's like, well, maybe I should have done more to teach her. Maybe I should spend more time with her or maybe I should learn these things. And I was like, but we were uh, where we were when we were learning there. So now we're here and like, I need to remember all these things in the new common core. And I don't even know how to teach that. And your dad's not here and he's better at the math. Like, let me help you with the reading and, (laughs) you know, all of these things. And so as frustrated as we get as adults, you have to just like put yourself in their shoes. And I know as a mama, like your heart is like, your heart has their best interest, right? Like, it's like, I want what's best for you. And like you said, like, stop crying. So you don't get picked on. But in the moment, like, she's just like, I can't right? like, when I start crying, I'm just like, why am I crying? Stop crying. Like, this is like, nobody wants to see me crying. I don't want to see myself crying. But I think we have to take a step back and just be like, I know this is hard. I know this is new. Like, what, what do we need to do? Do we need to sit here and have a cried out? Because if you're frustrated, I'm frustrated. We'll sit here and have a cried out. But from this on, and it's the same thing when we talk about deployments with kids. It's like, we're going to sit here and we're going to feel the emotions that we need to feel, but we're also going to move past this. And yeah. like, how do we take the next step to get better? Like, what do we do? A counselor, if this is the next step to take better, if you feel like talking to mom isn't it and you need somebody else, get better. When they gave your kid the uh, notebook to write down her feelings, like maybe this is what we need to do mm-hmm. to address the situation. Maybe it is dad needs to take you to school versus mom. Um, You know, like we have to work together to move past this because you're going to be in school for the next years to come. Dad's not always going to be here. Or if the service member is mom, right? Mom's not always going to be here to walk you in. And like me and you are going to have to figure out how to walk this path together yeah. and make it less rocky, right? The same thing that is part of our lives in military is like, helping our children navigate these in a way that's on their level and understandable. Like I understand, like I accept that, mm-hmm. but like we, we have to move on. Like we can't stay here and like linger here. Um, so taking those steps forward in any regards, I think is the best way to help your child. Um, and you know, not <laughs> throwing it in their face, which I'm prone to do. I'm like, look at your brother. He's just fine. <laughs> and he's five. Okay. Like you could do this, like quit it. Like, I'm not doing this with you. Um, uh, my daughter's very like independent in her dress. Like she's very vocal in her dress. And she's like, I want to wear a dress and you know, colors and hair bows and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, we have to leave in five minutes. Please get some clothes on. Like, please, I can't do this with you every morning. Um, yeah. So, so it's kind of like 
I think you have to take a step back from the mama side and just kind of be like, how, how do we help you? Like not, yeah. how does mom help you? Like how, how, what do you need for us to get you through this? Yeah. I think another thing you have to remember too, is as military spouses, we particularly don't like the romanticizedness of military life. Like mm -hmm. don't serve me a shit sandwich and tell me that it is like, I don't know, like charcuterie, right? <laughs> it, like you have to be honest with your kid. And that's one mm -hmm. thing I've always done is like, she'll ask me like, is dad going to be working a lot? Yeah. Dad's going to work a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes as a parent, you kind of like want to sugarcoat it because one, you don't want, if you know your kid well enough, you know, the reaction. So if you know that the reaction is not going to be an easy one to navigate, I think it's easy to be like, I don't want to deal with this right now. I'm not in the headspace. I'm going to sugarcoat it. But I think you set them up for failure more when you sugarcoat it like that, because they're expecting it to be one way and go one way. And then when they get there and it's completely derailed, it really just, it yeah. really like throws them. And it's like, well, you said it was going to be like this. And, and you said I was going to move and I was going to have a bunch of friends. And you said we were going to do this and we were going to do that. And we haven't done any of that. And none of this has happened. And so I always like to be honest with my kids, like the things that I know are a fact. So we're going to move here and we're going to be close to your aunt and we're going to be close to the beach. And we're going to things that I know, like over the span of this time, these things are going to happen. Eventually it might not happen the week that we're there, but they're mm -hmm. going to happen eventually. Um, I'm not sitting there being like, we're moving to South Carolina and guess what? We could drive to Disney world. I'm not doing that just to hype them up, to make them feel better about moving. So never, I would just say never do that just because if you cannot keep that promise, you're only adding more disappointment to the plate that you're serving them with having to leave their community that they're already in. Yeah. And I, because I know we get the comments <laughs> she, when she did, when she says sugarcoat it, right. She's not over there telling your kids like, Oh, your dad's deploying to war when oh, he's going to no, get no, shot no. at every single day. Like, no, like she's just Don't like, romanticize you're going to make new friends. Yes. Like, will you? Yeah, you will. My kid yeah. has made them. We may are, have are to you gonna contact have, a counselor to get them, yeah. but yeah. Are you going to have 25 more friends than you did at but that's the difference is what she's saying. Like, are you going to make more friends? Absolutely. Yeah. And leave it at that. Not right. you're going to have 25,000 more friends right. than you have right here. Like you're going to make your newest bestie and it's going to. As mothers, we know how hard it can be to explain deployment to little ones. That's why we created our own children's book, describing a tool near and dear to our hearts, a deployment wall. Kylie is inspired from our own family's deployment preparation, and we're confident she can help yours too. Order your copy of Kylie and the Deployment Wall on Amazon today. Be like in a week because it doesn't yeah. happen, guys. Like yeah. sometimes it takes a lot longer. You know, maybe it takes longer to get in school. My kids were out for like three weeks because we've just like in a process. Um, yeah. Hers got in immediately, so, you know. So how am I going to tell my child she's going to make friends the first week of school when we're still yeah. living in a hotel? Like you can't, you can't do those things to them. The same thing when it comes to anything in our life, right? Your daddy's going to be gone. He's deploying. It's not daddy's leaving for two days. It's right. daddy's going to be gone for a very long time. And I need you to understand that. Like, I know yeah, it's hard and I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to scare you or anything, but like this, like, I need you to understand. It's not like daddy just left me, you know, like you right. said, it was like going to be this short thing. Um, and it's not, and I know some of those things are out of our control, right? A rapid deployment or something like this and, um, things like that. But I think especially the older they get, the more honest we have yeah, to be have with to them, be the more you have to be open to hearing their side. Right. I am, I'm your, your, I'm your mom. 
I know best and I do know best. I know what's best for my child, but I still need to listen and validate her concerns. I still need to be like, I understand your side. Like, right. Like when you told her we can't homeschool because of this, this is why we can't homeschool. I understand you want to. And if we could, like I would 100% do that, but like it doesn't work for our life. And so this is why you have to go to school, but still not just being like, Absolutely I not. I'm so. not homeschooling well, you. Yeah, I, think yeah, that's, like, I think that's growth for us. All of us raised in the nineties. Cause I think we were all <laughs> raised on because I said so. And you know, there was a lot of like, you don't push back on your parents. And my kids know that like when mom says no about something like it's no, and they know that there's topics that there's absolutely no tolerance for pushback. And then there's other topics yeah. where I'm willing to have a negotiation with you and I'll talk with you. I'm not telling you it's going to go in your favor, but we will negotiate and we'll talk. But there are topics where I am, I am the dictator and there are other topics where it's a democracy. And I think that's totally okay, especially in the life that we live, because you just, you, you can't, you can't promise them things that you cannot fulfill because a lot of the time it's just going to be you dad or mom are going to be working. And when they can sprinkle in, they can sprinkle in. But for the most part, you have to be the one that is the constant routine, the constant there. And so like, like she said, when she brought up homeschooling, I'm like, I explained to her, you're only wanting to homeschool because you see these kids outside playing. You're not seeing them do the schoolwork. And also, do you remember when we had to homeschool when you were in (laughs) kindergarten? Did you like, and you know, sometimes you have to bring the facts. Did you like homeschooling with me as a mom? I I never want to hear my kids say like, no, I did not like to be around you learning. Right. But at the same time, like that was the truth. Like I, I know for me and her, if I want a good relationship with my child, homeschooling is not going to be the thing mm-hmm. for us. And so I think it's totally fine to sit there and say like, in some things, I am the dictator. You will go to school. You will like, you will like fit into this routine. And then there's other ways that you can be a democracy and you can say, I know you're struggling and I have no idea what it's like to be a third grader in 2023, trying to fit in as a military child. Let's get a counselor involved. Let's get somebody to help you make friends. Let's get somebody to help you make these connections. And y'all, I'm telling you, if you have a kid struggling, even if it's just like fitting in my daughter, the counselor was like, well, what I'm hearing is she's had a huge life change and she just needs a little bit of help of having some people surround her. She was like, I'm going to set up a lunch group. I'm going to be with her on the playground. Mm -hmm. So it was like, she was facilitating my daughter, making these relationships, but also not coddling her. And that's another thing. Like, I don't think you can coddle these kids. I think their life is too hectic. Yeah. Hectic, Mm -hmm. brutal to coddle them. The second that something goes wrong, it's going to completely derail them. And that's what I meant too, by sugarcoating it is most of the time, if you're raising kids and like by the third grade or so, your spouse is probably a careerist and there's going to be conflict. There's going to be field problems. There's going to be broadening assignments. There's going to be all different things that these kids have to go through emotionally and still perform academically through it. And, you know, you have to be able to not coddle them through that. You have to yeah. them on the path of like, dad's gone but we still have business to do at home. Yeah. Well, it's not even just on the military life front. It's like life in general, right? I'm not going to like, everybody's going to be your friend, sweetheart when she's not, she's in third grade and people are picking on her already. You know, like, I think like, 
I don't want to ever scare her into something, but presenting with her, like not everybody wants to be your friend. It's not safe to tell everybody your name. You know, yeah. like my kid will be in the store and be like, hi, I'm so-and-so. Like, what's your name? Like, uh, this is where, and I was like, oh, let's not do that, please. Yeah. Like, I, I want to live. Um, yeah. So I think as the, ol the older they get, you have to kind of present them with like, not everybody wants to be your friend and that's okay, yeah. right? Like you don't want to be everybody's friend and that's okay. And there's some things that people do in the world that we don't do and that's okay. Like we, you know, you don't have to fit in with these type of groups making these decisions and that's okay. Like yeah. um, kind of like giving them all of the facts. I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, obviously you kind of dictate how much and how many and like how you interpret it because I'm not going to tell my five-year-old one thing and my eight-year-old yeah. or my nine-year-old something, you know, like yeah. I think my, like he doesn't really understand that not everybody wants to be your friend. Word it. Yeah. You'll have to word it differently, yeah. but the principle is the same. Like exactly. I have to tell your five-year-old brother this way. And I'm going to tell you this yeah. way because you're a big girl and you can understand it this way. I, I think that's one of the luxuries, but hardest things about having um, older kids is, I don't know, it's such a reality check. Like it's a gut punch. It's like, man, like you are getting so big and I am not ready to give you to this world yet. Oh my gosh. Makes yeah. Like I'm not ready to give you to the world yet, but you're growing and I can't stop it. Can you tell my kids birthdays in a couple of weeks? It's making me sad. <laughs> She's turning nine. Um, well, I think it's scary. The world is, is, the world is scary and not everybody's nice. And I, my kid is She's too They're nice for too her own nice. good. They're, They're too, too nice. nice. They're naive. And it's like, I don't want to like, don't make me cry. <laughs> well, I don't want to like scar my child. Right. I don't no. want to rob her of her childhood and be like, oh, the world's evil. You, you but I also want way, to, You have to find so, a way yeah. to give them those life lessons, but gently. Yeah. Like right now, my daughter's going through this thing where these girls, they want to be her friend, but these two girls are not friends with each other so that she's mm -hmm. in the middle as the new girl in school who wants friends desperately, but it's like pick a side. And so she told me like, mom, I don't do that. I told them if they want to be my friend, they have to be friends together and then we can be friends and she'll mm -hmm. have her moments where she'll like stick up to somebody. She broke my heart y'all. Um, she's not a good drawer, but Lord, she tries to draw pictures and she drew a picture for this girl. That's quote unquote, a little bit sassy, kind of like the mean girl, but she wants to be friends with her, with my daughter. And my daughter's still on the fence a little bit, but she drew a picture for her and she gave it to the girl and the girl and another girl looked at the picture and started laughing at her. And, oh, I wanted to fight some kids so bad that day. <laughs> I had to reel it in, but she was like, she handled it so much better than I thought she would have. Cause she was like, so I don't really want to be here for you because if she wants to make fun of me over something I tried really hard over, she's like, I'm not a great drawer, mom. I'm, I'm not perfect at it. Okay. But I tried, that's all that matters. I tried. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, don't make me. Well, I think that that's the good thing about like teaching your children the like real life part of it. It's because yeah. like when they do cross that bridge, right. You didn't expect her to cross that bridge so soon yeah. when they do, she knows how to handle it. She knows yeah. how she was taught. Yeah. And like, yeah this is what like we do and we don't do like, that's not, that's not kind, you know, yeah. like the same thing I told my daughter, like it, it's not kind to make fun of you for your last name. You didn't right. pick it. Like it was just, yeah. it was given to you, control. you know, you can't do anything and there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with your name. Like you're right. perfect. And I think it's being open and honest with them to an extent is like, it helps prepare them in a, a gentler way um, for those like ugly realities of our world.
Yeah, definitely. Y'all, if you are raising kids, just know that there are resources out there for military kids. Um, especially as we go into the month of April, there are so many resources, counselors, um, programs, after school groups, things like that. Get your kid involved in those, mm -hmm. but also please, please, please. And we're with you on this one, but raise good kids. Okay. There's nothing more heartbreaking as a mom to hear your kid come home from school and they're being picked on just because they're the new kid in the class. Because you know what? All of our kids have the unfortunate uh, reality that one day they could be the new kid in class. And as they get older, it just gets harder. And I would hate it if my kid was the reason somebody was going home upset or having an anxiety attack about mm -hmm. going to school. So just make sure that you are, you know, having those hard conversations. None of us like to do it, but we need to do it and make sure that we are giving them <sighs> the real world lessons and in a gentle manner, but raise good humans because that's what the world needs more of is we need good humans. Utilize the resources. If you need them, if you have a kid struggling, get in touch with a, a, an MFLAC, MFLC, Military Family Life Counselor. They are at all um, Dodea schools. And I know if you're off post, a lot of times, if you live in a community that is, you know, pretty big in the military, they have them at off post public schools as well, but your kids don't have to struggle in silence. Um, we all know that being the new kid is not fun, whether you're a grown up or a kid, um, mm -hmm. make sure you're helping your kid make those connections and finding help in the resources if you need them. Well, that was our confession for this week. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to catch the latest. Hashtag spill the coffee.